Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that he lays on our hearts this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Kimberly, you have chosen this verse, this passage, as your confirmation passage. You have chosen a command from the Lord. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a good passage. But it is a hard thing. It's not a bad thing, but it is a difficult thing to seek first the kingdom of God. The prophet Jeremiah speaks to us in chapter 29, verse 13, and says to us when it is that we might find that kingdom. And you will seek me, and you will find me, when you search for me with all your heart. To seek the kingdom of God requires our entire heart. That's not an easy thing to do. To give our whole heart to anything, much less to the seeking of God. God reminds us also in Deuteronomy 4.29, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. It's a hard thing to seek God with all your heart. But seeking the kingdom not only requires our whole heart, but also our whole life. And that also is a hard thing. The kingdom of God is not a thing that you can seek one day and find and grasp and put someplace safe like the bank or like a vault and say to yourself, well, now I have it so I, I can go back to it and return to it whenever I choose and whenever I need to use it. The kingdom of God cannot be grasped and saved like that. It is a thing that is before us our whole life and it is a thing that requires each and every day for us to seek it. Every day to rise up and ask yourself, what will I seek this day? Will I continue to seek God's kingdom or will I seek instead the pleasures of this life? It's a, a daily choice. Nor is it a thing that can be sought partially. As though you could grasp the kingdom with your left and grasp all the other things you want with your left hand. Rather, the kingdom of God demands that we grasp it firmly with both hands above and before all things, as it says, to seek first the kingdom of God. Not on a par with something else or second to something else, but above all other things. As Jesus reminds us in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. It is a hard thing to seek the kingdom of God. It demands your whole life. It demands your whole heart. It demands complete commitment. 
And so Jesus reminds his disciples it is easier for our camel to go through the eye of a needle. Nevertheless, however hard it might be, it is a glorious thing. It is a good thing that you have chosen to set before you this day as the goal of your life. Because if seeking the kingdom is hard, it is also wonderful and glorious beyond all the riches of this world. As Jesus reminds us, he compares it to a treasure hidden in a field or a pearl of great price, he says. A treasure or a pearl which is worth selling all else that you have, that you might possess this one thing above all other things. In Romans 14, 17, Paul compares the joy and the results and the glory of the kingdom of God with the highest good that we might find on this earth. Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and, righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The highest good, the highest joy that any nation, that any earthly kingdom might strive for that might produce is eating and drinking. The highest good that a nation can, can do is to make sure that all of its, its citizens are well fed and taken care of and content. The highest good, the highest joy we can reach for on this earth is to enjoy the days of our life, to eat, drink, and be merry. But the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, Paul says. That is not the goal or the good or the joy of the kingdom, but it is far greater than that. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God offers the joy of walking daily with God. The peace of the forgiveness of sins and knowing the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the joy of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That joy, that blessing is one that transcends the momentary circumstances of this earth. It is that glory of the kingdom that allowed Paul to write the book of Philippians and to speak of rejoicing even when he was alone in prison facing his own death. He still had that glory and that joy of that kingdom. When you are young, it often seems to many of us that the joys of this world are the most important thing. Being popular, having friends, having riches, having success in this life. But when we're old, and our body is failing, and our kids have left the house, when our senses don't work anymore, our eyes don't see, and our ears don't hear, and our legs don't run or swim anymore, and there is no joy left in the things of this world, yet the joy of the kingdom is still with us. Jesus still walks with us. His forgiveness is still there for us. His angels still watch over us. And his promise to take us to heaven are still there. The kingdom is a hard thing. But it is a glorious thing. A joyful thing beyond all earthly desires. Now and forever.
And what's more, it's a promised thing. A thing that Jesus has promised to you, Kimberly, and to all who hear and believe his word. The kingdom of God is of such great worth that we may indeed desire and wish to seek it with our whole heart and with our whole life. And yet, who among us is able? Who among us has the strength or the commitment to do such a thing? Psalm 27, verse 8, the psalmist has the same attitude that you do this morning, Kim. Like you, he takes this same command from God and sets it before him. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. Is that not the same attitude that you have this morning? God, you have commanded me to seek your face. I desire to seek your face. I will do it. And yet in the next verse, knowing how he has already failed, the psalmist commits himself to the mercy of God. Psalm 27, verse 9. Do not hide your face from me, and do not turn your servant away in anger. For you have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. Having set his heart to seek the Lord, and knowing immediately how he is insufficient for the challenge and how he has already failed, he does not trust or stand in his own strength or his own commitment, but pleads for the Lord's mercy and stands on Christ and his grace, his forgiveness, and his promise. We heard in our gospel reading how Peter thought he could stand in his own confession and a couple minutes later had failed completely so that Jesus had to turn to him and say you are Satan standing on our strength or our commitment or our confession is not going to work but standing on that promise of God who gives to you by his grace the kingdom that's a place that we can stand, as we just heard in our song. The kingdom is a glorious thing, but it is a hard thing. And yet it is given to us by God's promise and by his grace. When God created Adam, he told Adam to name all the animals. And as Adam named the animals, he sought one like himself, but there was none there for him to find. By all his seeking, he was unable to find one like him or create one like him. And yet God, by his grace and by his promise, created and gave Eve to Adam. God lays on your heart, he, he lays on all of our hearts this command, seek the kingdom with your whole heart. Nevertheless, the kingdom that we ought to seek is given by his grace and by his promise, not by our commitment. Often it is that God commands us to seek that which is beyond us to attain so that in the seeking we might learn to treasure and value the gift which is given of his free grace. And so it is as well this morning that the command is to seek 
but the result is the gift of God through the blood of Christ Jesus. The kingdom is ours by his promise, not by his strength. As Jeremiah proclaimed, Then I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and that they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. You, Kimberly, have chosen this day to seek the Lord first above all other things with your whole heart, and it is a good thing that you have done, yet is a thing you have already failed in. Nevertheless, rejoice. Be of great joy, for the kingdom is yours already. By promise, by faith, by the gift of God, the forgiveness of sins is yours, and God has opened to you the gates of righteousness so that you may go in and you may go out before the Lord all the days of your life and find the peace and the joy of his grace while you live now and forever in eternity. By his mercy and by his promise. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And indeed you and we all are filled by the grace of God, and by his promise. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.